I walked on dry ground. I'm Greg, and I believe in a powerful and redeemed life for every Christian man stuck in sexual bondage. Hi, I'm Greg, and I believe in the hope of a powerful and redeemed life for every Christian man stuck in sexual bondage. Thanks for joining me on my podcast. I walked on dry ground where I share my journey and my experience walking on the dry ground of recovery that God placed in front of me so that I was able to walk away from addiction into my own version of a new and redeemed life. If this is your first time joining me, thank you for joining me. And if you're not familiar with my podcast right now, we are stepping through the journal that I wrote in the first year of recovery and rediscovering some of the things I learned and thought and suffered through and the victories I had. And right now, we're in the sixth month of my recovery, and this episode is about a week later from the prior episode, where God had such a mighty demonstration of love for my wife and I. And in this entry, I'm exploring how to get back to truth in the midst of a difficult week. All right, cue the blues music, and let's jump in. Thanks again for joining me. Let's go ahead and start with a scripture before we get to the journal entry. This is John chapter 6, 28 through 29. Then they inquired, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus replied, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. All right, so in this journal entry, I'm going to leave out a little bit of personal processing about a conflict between my wife and I. And um, suffice it to say what I will share when I do read the journal entry. All right, here we go. May 23rd, 2017. Last week was a high. God's grace carried me through the week, leading up to the performances and through the weekend. It was awesome. And I think it left a mark on me in a good way. This week feels different. It's been tough so far trying to manage my efforts at work, conducting training, high-priority marketing tests, and the most powerful thing being rocky, oppressive, damaging, wedging interactions with Shantae about my relationship with my son. The truth is no different. God's grace is the same. It's just harder to believe I am victorious when I'm feeling so defeated, that I'm a man of God, yet feeling so ashamed, that I'm loved, feeling so alone. It's hard to trust in my identity in Christ after behaving like a 12-year-old child with my wife. Me, who just acted so immature, and I'm still making no effort to make amends. I am free from condemnation. No one can rightly speak against who I am, or what I am, or what I deserve. Not even me. So those feelings, like I'm a failure and a bad person, will fade away. The truth will remain. I am angry at my wife. I am afraid of my wife. When I was a child, I feared my own mom's coldness, and I fear Shantae's now. I am angry at and afraid of my wife, yet these monsters are smoke. They are nothing, less than nothing. One puff of the Holy Spirit, and they're gone. But while they're still here, I can look to Jesus, the Word, for my comfort, my strength, my identity. I can work to believe the truth, and He shall set me free. His obedience becomes mine before God. 
I will not suffer the punishment for my wrongdoings. I will receive the blessing and favor because of his righteousness before the Father. I have life. That's my journal entry. And I'm going to start at the end and then work back towards the beginning because that end part, I was writing about such an epic, lifelong struggle. There I am. I'm having trouble in relationship with my wife. I'm writing my feelings, my anger, my fear, my childhood family of origin is even playing into these feelings. And this is all real. This is life in a broken world, life in marriage. Marriage is the best thing ever, yet there are rough times and rough spots, and a lifelong relationship and commitment becomes hard at times. And yet, reality is, this anger and this fear, these monsters I wrote, are smoke. And one puff of the Holy Spirit, and they're gone. I love how I'm rightly judging these things and these emotions again like I said are real but they're nothing compared to the promises I have in my identity in Jesus in the word they're nothing compared to the actual truth and I wrote I will receive the blessing and favor because of his righteousness before the father and as I'm reading these words and thinking about the situation yes reality is hard in that moment and eternity is mind-blowingly excellent in that moment as well. I'm thinking about the scriptures that direct us to focus on eternity and eternal things and declare our inheritance as sons of the living God and how much more glory there is in the eternal life than trouble there is in this life. And all these truths, they're true right this moment as I'm recording this. They're true right in the moment that you're listening to this And they were true back in the moment I was writing this journal entry in a time of turmoil and uncomfortable emotion. And that's such a beautiful thing that God has given to me that these truths are constant and never change. They never have and never will. And so moving backwards into the first part of the journal entry, tying in the scripture I wrote earlier, God provided the truth to me. And as Jesus declares, the work of God is to believe in the one that he sent, to believe in the truth, to believe in the word, because Jesus is the word, he is the truth. And although I had a high week, the week prior to this journal entry, this week is challenging. It sounds like I was having a challenging time at work through several facets. I was having a challenging time at home in my marriage. And in all of that, God's grace is and was the same. And it was up to me to work to believe that truth, even in such a time as that. Such a time where I behaved like a 12-year-old, like I wrote, and I was making no effort to make amends with my wife at this time. And there's all kinds of things to judge about what I wrote there. I could definitely judge my behavior as a husband, and I could definitely feel condemned until I attempted to make amends. That seems like that would be my natural behavior. I definitely naturally gravitate towards doing things to make myself feel better. And I love how I put it. There's a lot of things in tension in this time of such a hard week. I was victorious, yet feeling so defeated. I was a man of God, yet feeling so ashamed. I was loved, yet I felt so alone. And me writing out all these things and writing out what I wrote next, that is me working to believe in Jesus and his words and the truth. I wrote out, I am free from condemnation and no one can rightly speak against me, who I am, what I am, or what I deserve. Not even me. 
And I'm going to wrap up with that. That was a huge milestone for me to finally realize that when God says no one can condemn me, that includes myself. I cannot rightly condemn myself for anything. And part of that milestone was realizing who the heck is condemning me so often. I don't have people in my ear saying condemning things to me. It is happening in my own head. It's in my own mind, my own perception of reality created inside my thinking, my thoughts and my feelings. I'm condemning myself. And when I realized that, it helped me peel off one layer of the onion of my own journey from shame and self-condemnation into living a life of grace. It didn't cure me. It didn't make me not be hard on myself or not condemn myself or give me the power to walk away from that sort of lifestyle inside my own head. But it definitely gave me a new perspective and a new interpretation of what God meant by declaring me innocent. All right, that's all I got. I hope you gain encouragement from spending this time with me and I hope that it helps you on your journey in relationship with God. All right. Thanks again for joining me. I'll talk to you later.